This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Unapologetically Fueled podcast, where we talk nutrition, identity, performance, and the psychology behind it all. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited about today. I have a very special guest, Ashley Corcoran. That's how you pronounce your last name, right? Yes. Okay, beautiful. I was like, I hope I'm not mispronouncing it. Um, or runners eats on Instagram, as you might know her, you probably follow her already. Um, but she's amazing. Such a great athlete posts so many positive things on Instagram, great recipes, great tips. So super excited to hear about her and from her. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more? Of course. Um, so my name is Ashley Corcoran. I am a grad student. Currently I run at Southern New Hampshire university, which is D2 school in Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, cross country, track and field, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's me. Awesome. awesome. That's so cool. What are you studying in grad school? I am, so I got my undergrad in business, um, in marketing and so I'm getting my MBA with a concentration of marketing currently Ooh. and next year. I did one, my first year was last year, and I'll finish my MBA um, next May. That's so exciting. That's crazy. I know, big, big moves coming up. (laughs) So cool. Do you have like a goal for like what you want to do with your degree and everything? I mean, honestly, my goal is just to work for a company or a brand that I love and support and enjoy, you know, I just want to love what I do. It's the main goal. Yeah. I love that. If you don't love what you do, then like you're not (laughs) exactly, exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, cool. So how did you get into running? You are such a great runner. Do you have like a journey with it? Like have you been running your whole life? Everybody has like a story. So like, can you tell me like your running story? Interesting. So when I was in high school, I wasn't a distance runner. I didn't even go to college as a distance runner. I was a 400 meter hurdler and a 600 runner. And then when I got to college, my coaches put me on the roster um, for, I'm not exactly sure the reason, more training time or they needed extra people. Um, And I did pretty well during my first race. So that next summer I trained going to my sophomore year um, as like a distance runner, you know, the summer training. And that next year was an incredible year. That fall I is the year I became an All-American and the rest is history. It's just my thing, I guess. Found it. That's super cool. Like, I and did you have like a background in soccer and stuff too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I never ran cross country in high school because soccer was my thing and I was not going to give that up. But I think everything happened for a reason and I wasn't like meant to do it then and things wouldn't be the same if I did. So, yeah, 
Absolutely. No, that's really, that's super cool. I love how you were like a hurdler 400 meters and they're like, just like do a distance race. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is my thing. I feel like that happens with like so many runners. They figure out they're a distance runner after they're like a soccer player or a sprinter. It's so common. And I was so upset about it at first. I cried a lot. <laughs> like, I can't like run long distance. Like, what is that? But yeah. That's funny. I yeah, I feel like that happens with a lot of people. Like I used to hate running. I did it for in high school. I never really did it because I was a gymnast and a dancer. So I tried to join cross country for like one year and I ended up with a stress fracture. But I remember the only race I ran, I was crying the whole time. I'm like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I doing this right now? <laughs> exactly. And you like fall in love and you're like, okay, never mind. It's, it's pretty cool. I- yeah (laughs) that's awesome what would you say your favorite part is about being a runner oh there's so many things I think the community is probably my favorite part the running community is like something else if you're in it you know it it's it's just supportive and everyone has so much in common and people push each other and motivate each other so yeah yeah, the running community is like top tier. Like everybody's so supportive. And I just like, it's not as competitive as you think. Like it's so just like amazing. I know. It's, I feel like it's mostly competitive with yourself more than anything. Yeah. You know, like they're always supporting each other on the starting line. You know, there's no bad talk. Like no one's, you know, bashing each other. Mm-hmm. It's a good place. Yeah, absolutely. What do you like about being like a college runner or like running in grad school now? Like how is like your team impacted your love for running and everything? Like, do you like it? Yeah, honestly, they're why I love running so much. Oh, awesome. With like, they just, they're so supportive of my journey and have brought me to love running because they have all run their whole lives. So my team along with my with my coaches have like just showed me like what running can do for you and what the running community is and everything that goes along with it I guess so I give them all the credit for how I am the way I am I guess. (laughs) That is so great it is like makes the world of a difference to have a supportive team and coach especially because there are some teams that aren't as supportive and the coaches can be toxic but like that can like ruin your love for the sport so and I've heard some real horror stories yeah bad but oh yeah that's so great I love how to like they connect like running with like what it teaches you about life and stuff too because there's so many things you can learn and like grow from running so is the, the traits that you get from running and the things that you learn, like, yeah, help you in so many different aspects of your life? Oh, absolutely. Like, I know all the professors at, like, my college, they're, like, all of, like, the cross-country team has, like, the highest GPAs. Like, <laughs> we always have the highest GPAs, like, track team and everything. We're, like, I love having, like, runners in my class because they're such good students. So, oh, we're hard like yeah (laughs) great like working hard (laughs) right for sure like you can like show yourself that it's okay to like be miserable for a little bit but then like the results are good (laughs) yeah yeah 
That's awesome. How was like adjusting from training as a 400 meter hurdler to like college distance training? Cause that's a big jump and like you do pretty high mileage now too. So I guess, how did you progress to that? Was it quick? Was it slow? Like, was it hard? What are some obstacles you faced? It was so it was a pretty slow progression. My first summer, I only did like 30 miles tops, which is mm-hmm. crazy for what I did looking back. Like I was only running 30 miles a week, um, kind of proves people are just different. Um, but at first it was definitely adjustment. My body went through a lot of things, um, going from like running a couple miles a week, I guess, to just, it was, it was shocked kind of, and I didn't really know how to go about it, like fueling and it definitely you have to take care of your body, obviously, you know, with distance running. So I wasn't necessarily prepared or I didn't really know. I wasn't educated in that aspect. So it was, it was an adjustment for sure. I wish someone was kind of there to tell me those things and, you know, how to, what my body was going to need when I became a distance runner. But, uh, you know, we came out on the other side. There's light always at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. You learn so much when you start increasing that mileage and like you definitely can go through periods of like overtraining, underfueling and everything like that. So could you share a little bit about your story with underfueling? Like how did it happen? Like how did you overcome it? Yeah. So I at the time when I started distance running, I also was having some gut issues um, which I talk a little bit about my Instagram sometimes. Um, but I obviously wasn't eating enough and I didn't really change my diet when I went from being a sprinter to being a distance runner. So when I got to college and I started running all these miles, I was just losing weight really fast. And I honestly didn't realize it. And the people around me didn't really realize it. So it wasn't till like when I got home that next summer that people were like, Oh, like you're super small. Like, is everything okay? And I was like, uh, yeah. Um, but I mean the running it's, there's a whole stigma around running and what a runner's body should look like. And I think it affects all runners. Like everyone thinks about it, whether they know it or not. So it was kind of just adjusting, like, figuring out how much food I actually needed and being okay with how much more I needed to start eating. So eventually I got it, but definitely losing weight and dropping to the low weight that I was at came with lots of other health issues um, that I would never wish upon anyone. So it was a journey for sure. Um, But I learned a lot. I learned a lot from it for sure. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. There are so many different complications that come with that. And like a lot of times, like runners do like under fuel unintentionally. um, And that's why a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of runners that have eating disorders or like intentional disordered eating, but also, yeah, like an unintentional under fueling just because of increase of mileage is like so common. Um, and it's like really dangerous. So like, I guess like what other symptoms were you having, if you don't mind sharing and that you knew that it was like, besides the weight, like, Oh, I think I'm under fueling and I need to make a change. Yeah. 
Um, well, so my mood was definitely a big one and I was super sad all the time. Like I cried a lot and I didn't at the time, I'm not sure I really realized that was why, but now I know that that was definitely a reason. Um, I, my hair was getting super thin. My gut was obviously not good. I was having like cortisol problems, super low iron, like just a whole like whirlwind of issues, like pretty common things for underweight um, people, runners, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so, and they're harder. It's easy to get down to that place, but way harder to get out of it which is, ugh, it's just not, it's definitely not a place anyone should be in. Yeah. But yeah, running is, it's a balance, you know, like figuring out what your body needs and everyone's body is different, which is what I preach a lot on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like the person needs the same from the next. It's totally different, you know, and what you need and how much you need. So figuring it out can be hard for sure. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And those symptoms are so real. Like, um, yeah, it's really hard finding that balance because like a lot of people, we like, I've talked on this podcast before with other people, how a lot of people will put just like, you know, their height in some sort of calculator or go, you know, off of their watches or their smart devices. So inaccurate. Like your body is not like, it's not a number. It doesn't know, like it doesn't, you know? Yeah. Your garment is not your dietitian or your doctor. No. <laughs> or your Apple watch or whatever you have. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not that accurate. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, a lot of times, like as a runner, like we do not realize how much like you actually have to eat until you're underfueled. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I actually have to eat like double the amount of my dad or whatever it is. And (laughs) yeah, it's so so easy to compare yourself to what you're eating to the people around you. Like even non, you're like, Ooh, but yeah. And when you make comments and you, it's, it could be hard. Like I've been there, but Mm -hmm. the real thing. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it is a real thing. I get comments almost every day. Like, really, you're going to eat all that? And I'm like, yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, and also, like, talking about that, like, low mood and gut health, too. That is, like, a huge thing, I feel like, with underfeeling. And it's a symptom that can really go missed. Um, because your, like, if your brain is fueled, it's going to have energy to, like, produce those happy hormones. And also underfueling like hurts your gut a lot and your gut and your brain have so many connections and like it is like through all these different neural pathways and like when your gut is suffering like it literally communicates with your brain not to produce the happy hormones that you need in order to like thrive and to feel joy and it can lead to depression so like because of that connection and because your gut really suffers, like your mood is going to suffer. And some people think like, oh, maybe I'm just like going through a little bit of depression, but it's like, maybe try like healing your gut a little bit and see how it helps your mood. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. The body, like how much, like you would never think that your gut, how much it can actually affect, but mm-hmm. body pretty crazy. Yeah. It is pretty crazy. It is wild. So how did you like 
heal your gut, um, would you say that it's a lot better now? Um, were there any specific like changes that you made besides, you know, overcoming underfueling and everything? The biggest, um, the biggest thing that helped my gut that like really just 180 was just how I ate. And it's kind of like, it's kind of an uncommon thing. No one really, I mean, I didn't know about it till I discovered it. Um, but it was eating like fiber, fiber. People always say like, you should eat a lot of fiber. It like helps your digestive system. But for me, it was not like that at all. Like cutting fiber, just like just decreasing things like brown bread, like multigrain, brown rice, like really fiber heavy things, bananas, like just really helped me. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's like the one thing I feel like diet culture is, that's one of the things like eat a lot of fiber, like drink your milk. Like, I mean, for some people, yeah, it probably is great, but for me it was not. So that was the biggest change that I made. There's obviously other things like I went through a whole journey with you know supplements and stuff but that was that was the biggest thing yeah that's super common I mean you don't hear about it a lot but like a lot of people don't realize that their gut might be hurting from too much fiber because listening to diet culture so just like being okay with eating non-fibrous things and it's not bad for you at all like (laughs) like we were talking about before listening to your body everyone's different you know absolutely absolutely so how long did you go under fuel before like implementing that change and what kind of like, did you get help with that change or did you recover on your own? Um, I, pro- I went, I went a pretty long time, uh, probably a co- two seasons at least. Um, mm. So I started in the fall when I started running, I probably went until that next spring and then that summer is when I started gaining weight so mm-hmm. I was really and my doctor was like you need to gain some weight and I was like okay and that's when I realized like okay I gotta do something about this like I really have to gain some weight and get healthy um because up until then I didn't really know it was a problem I didn't realize how like I didn't weigh myself ever so I didn't like I knew, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I just, I started just eating a lot, <laughs> like a lot of food. People are like, what did you do? And I was like, I just ate a lot of food. <laughs> like I wasn't scared of eating fats or anything. I just went for it full on. So yeah, that's awesome. It's like a lot of people make it so much more complicated than it is. It's like, just literally eat more. Like that's it. Like that's all you really got to do. <laughs> exactly. Like unless like you're struggling with like an act, like an eating disorder and you have that psychological component too. Like just, if you don't have those psychological barriers that just like go all in. And even like, if you are afraid of something, just like do it anyway, because you have to overcome it by going. I know it's so, it's so hard. And it's so easy to say like when you're on the other side, but a lot of us have been there and it is hard, but it's when you're on the other side, you will thank yourself for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what were some like critical mindset shifts, I guess, that you had when um, changing your feeling when it got really hard or you were struggling? Like what were some things that you told yourself when you're like, oh my gosh, I just like can't finish this or 
I don't want to eat this much or what were some ways that you kind of like reframe those thoughts if you had them? Yeah. Uh, the most was, I just, I wanted to run and I knew that I had to, like, I had to be healthy if I wanted to keep running at the level I was for how long I was going to keep doing it for. And that was the biggest thing. I was like, I need to like figure this out. And it was during the summer, which was the best time. Like I wasn't in season. So I had time to figure it out and, you know, kind of make peace with it. Um, And it was scary at first, for sure. Like gaining as much weight as I did in a short period of time, but I, I ran faster. So I kind of proved to myself that, that it, you know, like your weight really doesn't matter. Like if you're healthy, that's what matters. No matter what weight that is, that's mm-hmm. when you're going to perform your best. Exactly. When your body's at its set point weight, it is going to absolutely thrive and it is going to perform so, so well. Like it, you'll surprise yourself. Like it's 100%. for sure. So what differences in athletic performance did you notice once you like were fueled and your body was at that happy set point weight? Like, how did you improve? What did you notice? I mean, just in general, my times were better and I felt better after my runs specifically. Like I didn't ever feel as depleted or tired. And I, when I was really underweight, I just like, I I was so tired. My legs felt so heavy, like bricks. Like I literally was running with bricks and I thought it was normal at the time. I was like, Oh, this is just comes with being a distance runner. You know, I was new at it, but it is hundred percent not normal. If your legs are feeling that heavy, like something is wrong. So that was the biggest thing. Just like you're le- like, there's a normal amount, like there's a normal amount of being sore and tired being a distance runner, but there are some things that are not normal, no matter like what you're doing, who you are. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's so real. Like if your legs feel like bricks after you did leg day or something, and then you're going for a run, like that's one thing, but if they're always feeling like bricks, that is not normal. Your body doesn't have the energy to like let those muscles contract. And yeah, you, you have to have that little pep in your step when you're running and it like, yeah helps with like decrease perceived exertion and it even like lowers your heart rate too on your runs which is so interesting so yeah for sure so what inspired your social media and like when did you start it and what what's like your goal with social media um so I started it I was just I think it was my freshman year maybe Mm -hmm. I was like becoming a distance runner and I was really into food and like making recipes and stuff. So I just made it like thought really nothing of it. I was embarrassed of it at first. I was like, Oh my God, like I have this Instagram I'm just posting my food on it. But I really, I don't know. I just liked it. I enjoyed it. So yeah. I, yeah. Um, and eventually it just started growing really fast. And I realized I had this kind of position where I could share my experience and what I was going through and eventually what I went through and that a lot of people needed that and needed that space and just like someone that went through because there's there's people on social media that only share the good stuff or only 
you know, I want us to be real. And that is always my goal. I want to be real with people and just be there to like help people, runners, athletes, anyone really, um, just inspire and motivate people. That's my, that's always my goal and always will be my goal on my Instagram. So hopefully it can keep growing and reach more people and build community. Yeah. No, that's so beautiful. I feel like social media is such a great outlet for people. I mean, because under feeling and like going through struggles and injuries and athletics and running and stuff is so common. And we really do need that community, especially with like the pandemic and that's just like escalated things. So I think that your page is so positive and is just like sharing so much wisdom and stuff with people. So yeah, yeah of course. And you have a YouTube channel too, right? I do. Yeah. I haven't posted on in a while. I want to mm-hmm. actually, it's just, it's honestly, YouTube's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is a lot of work. Cause you have to like edit each clip and like, it's like a long reel. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. No, that's really cool. So what's your favorite type of content to share on social media? Would you say it's like recipes, running stuff? I know you said like food. Um, it kind of started out, but like now it's just like everything and like, yeah, I've definitely more or I've shifted towards mostly running content because that's like what inspired me more mm-hmm. um, for a little bit coming up with enough recipes to share. So yeah. but I found that most people, at least the they kind of thrived more with more running content and less recipes. So, yeah, that's my I like I love creating reels like I love fun sounds and like just doing silly things so (laughs) that's where I'm at (laughs) I love it I know reels are so fun like I love the silly sounds and I'm like they're so fun really they're like the old I don't know I had like eye funny and stuff when it was like 2014 and it's like I feel like reels are like the new like memes and like eye funnies that we used to laugh at in like middle school (laughs) I know seriously it's so fun that's so fun I love it and yeah, your reels are so funny and they're also so informative. So if you guys need running advice, go check out her reels because you can get really good advice. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. What's your future like with running goals? I guess like how many years, I mean, you said like next year you'll be done with um, grad school, but do you want to continue to run after school? And like, what are your goals with that? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure yet. I want to keep running for sure. I don't know exactly what that'll look like I'm sure I'll do some halves and maybe a marathon yes to do it like I need to just have that accomplishment in my life so but we'll see honestly it's it's far away feels like at the moment so mm-hmm. I don't know but running will for sure always always be there so we'll Perfect. see what has to come who knows yeah and like a lot of women runners like peak like in their 30s almost so late 20s yeah which is pretty crazy like I haven't even hit my peak yet maybe <laughs> I know right and you're already like a speedy queen and I'm like you're gonna be like Olympics <laughs> no that's awesome it's so fun like exploring post collegiate adventures because you're like literally like you could do anything with running now it's like you're not set to like a certain distance like you can try out any distance it's so fun 
Yeah, and that's that's why running so awesome. It's because it's one of the only sports you can do for like forever, pretty much. You know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Of that beauty. Yeah, for sure. How did you like steeple? Was it? Did you? Was it your first time trying it this year? Last so uh, last year was my first year doing it, um, and so this is my second year. I love steeple. I think it's a crazy insane intense race but at the same time it's it's different and it's a, it takes like a different level of it's just different and I like it it's takes my hurdle background and my distance background and puts it together so yeah, yeah. I feel like it's the perfect race for you because you literally were a hurdler before so it's like just like a steeple, steeple queen. <laughs> yes, yes. Perfect comp. Exactly. So overall, what do you think has led to your biggest improvement in running? And what advice would you give to those who kind of feel like stuck in their training or they feel like they're not fast enough or not improving or who are even like scared to start running? Sorry, it's kind of a lot of questions in one, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, so I think my biggest advice just for kind of staying motivated to run and like just keeping going is this is what I always tell myself that we're so blessed to just be able to run and there's so many people that can't and don't like have the ability to just aren't they just can't so being able to do that every day and just getting yourself out the door is is that's the hardest part. Like once you're out the door, you'll always feel better. That's what my coach always told me. Like, just get out, just say, you're going to go out and do 10 minutes and you'll always feel better. And you'll always feel better when you're done. Um, but I think with running, it's definitely a mental game more than anything else. And pushing yourself every day, depending on what your goals are, can be really hard if you're alone um, if you are alone, you should definitely find a training group because that helps a lot, um, like a lot. <laughs> so having people to run with is also huge, but just reminding yourself why you do it when you're having those moments and not every day has to be perfect. I think that's another like thing that comes with running. Um, people think that every run has to be has to go amazing or everyone has to be fast, which is also very untrue. You need to have your recovery days, mm-hmm. um, but your training plan doesn't have to be perfect. Not every day is going to be perfect. If it is and something's wrong, not every day should be bad, but um, yeah, like just don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> exactly. Give yourself grace. And like you're a runner, no matter how fast you run and like, don't compare yourself. And it's yeah, just get yeah. out the door. Yep. You do. You. Yeah, absolutely. What advice do you want to give to those maybe who are struggling with underfeeling? Like, do you have any words of wisdom for those who are kind of scared to fuel properly? Yeah. Um, I think my biggest piece of advice would just be as hard as it is to not be scared. Um, don't be scared of eating more than you usually do. Don't be scared of eating more than the people around you. Don't be scared of gaining weight because gaining weight does not mean you're going to be slower. Um, just let your body just eat, just 
eat what it wants, like listen to it and try your hardest to give it what it wants. Because if you listen hard enough, it will tell you. Um, yeah, just don't be scared. Try yeah. not to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just like we were saying earlier, listen to your body. Yep. It knows what it wants. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's great advice. So I have a fun closing question for you. What is your go-to morning routine and breakfast food? Love. I, I love a morning routine. Yeah. Um, waking up and doing my skincare, which is so silly, but I love doing skincare. Um, and I always wake up, drink a glass of water. Uh, I like to have my coffee, iced coffee always, even in the winter. And then my breakfast always depends on the time of year so summer currently I'm on a smoothie kick every single morning I have a protein smoothie um I like to journal in the morning also depending on what time of the year all shifts like while I'm at school I'll journal while I'm drinking my coffee before breakfast it honestly depends but all those things like go into a part of my morning at some point um but yeah I like chill mornings yeah to, you know have a nice easy one when possible summertime is a little bit hard <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> no that's awesome I love I love a good morning routine it's great and your protein smoothie I tried it like a few days ago and it's so good so go check out that the- <laughs> I put you on yeah literally smoothies in the summer after runs are just elite they're so good really I that's all I'm on my run. I'm like, oh my God, protein smoothie is coming. It's happening. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, well, awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Ashley, for coming on today. We she shared some good wisdom with everybody. And I will also link your Instagram and YouTube and everything down below so you can connect with her there. Awesome. Talking with you. Oh, you too.